A podcast for you, a podcast for me, the Potter Vision Podcast, episode 23. Hello everyone, this week's episode of the Potter Vision Podcast is brought to you by the Potter Vision Podcast. If you'd like to support the show, uh, if you think it's worth something, uh, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision. And in exchange, you'll get access to exclusive episodes of Double Vision, our bonus podcast, um, access to exclusive merchandise, and lots more. Visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision if you'd like to support the show. If not, just enjoy this, episode 23. Hello one, hello all, and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the show where every week myself, Lucas Kirby, and this lovely dungaree-clad boy, <clears throat> Tom Lawrenson, we look at, we pick apart, and we just enjoy talking about a chapter mm. from the Harry Potter <laughs> series. Mm. This week is episode 23, can you believe it? I can believe it. Is this chapter six? It's chapter six of the second book. Oh! Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh, Tom, how the oh, devil are you? I am well, Mr. Kirkby. I am well. What a relaxing week it has been. Oh. The sun has been shining. Yeah. The temperature's getting higher. We've had, you know, we've had uh, temperatures of up, up towards 11 degrees this oh, week. Practically roasting. I've seen you in the garden, you know. Trousers rolled up in a deck chair. Yeah. Knotted hanky on your head. <laughs> oh, it's been good. Freezing your cockles off. <laughs> <laughs> Living the life of Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely. How have you been? I wish I could say the same, Tom. Yeah, yeah. It was half term this week, which you'd think would be a relaxing week. But, oh, it's been stressful. <laughs> Tell me. I've ordered the kitchen, but everything else is taking more time than it should do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the electricians have come. This needs to do. Oh, it's just everything's taking a lot longer than it should do. Now we we're just full of worry, bags of worry, bags of worry. Take them to the tip, get rid of them. They're weighing you down. I would love to. I think they would go into general waste. If you could personify worry, make it into a spa, make it into a man. Yeah, I would beat the living hell out of it. For you. Oh, I'd love it <laughs> if you could take my worry down a dark alley and beat the living daylights out of it. Oh, I would Lord. slap you on the back and what, call you a friend. One in the back of the head. Yeah. One under the chin. Yeah. <laughs> one in the small of its back. <laughs> <laughs> And while they're down, give them a few home truths. <laughs> we don't like you. Now, Tom, mm-hmm. I've got a couple of things to tell you. Oh, yeah. Well, but, secrets, Mr. Kirkby? Secrets? Oh, well, not quite a secret, but you remember a few weeks ago I had a dream about me and you. A few weeks ago? A few months ago? Probably, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wait, I didn't tell you about that one. No, but uh, we had a dream about all of us, didn't we? Mm. This week. Martina, my girlfriend, had a dream about you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very strange. I'll try and remember it to the best of my ability. Okay. It was at my house. You've been there. I've been there. Right. Shall I describe it? Yeah, go on. Walls, doors, damp windows. (laughs) Hey, one of those will be changed by the next time you visit. No windows. Breaking them up. Uh, But basically, I was talking to some builders in the kitchen. Yeah. Martina was with you in the office mm-hmm. room, joined by an old woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. a mother with a baby, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Dwight Schrute from the US <laughs> office. Right. Right. And basically the story was that I was involved in some kind of extreme sports. Yeah, yeah. And you were worried about me. Right. And you were saying to Martina, no, you've got to convince him to stop this extreme sport. I'm worried he's going to hurt himself. Mm -hmm. And that was the dream. Oh, my God. Weird, isn't it? What is that foreshadowing? Because also, Mr Kirkby... Yeah. I had a dream about you last night. What? This, listeners, this is no word of a lie. Whoa. Normally, for the past 19 episodes, I've flooded these podcasts with lies. <laughs> but for the first time in my life, I'm telling the truth. 
So I'm dreaming here that me and you had a gig in London, right? Yeah. We were getting ready to go. You were driving. Yeah, yeah. Right? But one issue, we couldn't close your car bonnet. Oh, right. For our American listeners, the hood of his car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The hood of his station wagon. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I was saying, listen, lad. You gotta get it closed. Yeah. And you go, no, I'll be fine. And I said, it's gonna blow open on the motorway and kill someone. And you weren't bothered whatsoever. Yeah. We get to London, Mm. right? And for some reason, that's not enough for us. We start getting on a ferry. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, France. Oh, yeah. And we're terrified that all our props are gonna get nicked on the ferry. My goodness. And Mm. did we get to Calais? I got a two beat continued. Yeah. <laughs> the dream's going to continue in a week. <laughs> Fantastic. Every Monday, you close those eyes and you see well, the next. What do you think it all means? I think we are soon going to be launching Le Potter Vision. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Je suis agréd. Mm. Very, very good. Now, the other thing I wanted to show you. How dare you point at me? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was less of a point, more of a, a, a tantalising waggle. <laughs> point at me again. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'll chase you around the room. Hey, I don't want that. <laughs> Tom, yeah, boy, are you ready for a chapter six? Podivision rundown. What if I'm not ready? What are you gonna do? Wait. <laughs> Go on then, run me down. All right, you're gonna be run down. <laughs> Book two, chapter six, Gilderoy Lockhart. Harry is not having a good day. They're in the Great Hall. The post comes and Ron's got a howler. It's a letter that opens up and Mrs Weasley's going, oh, you shouldn't have done that with the flying car. You know, your father's having an inquiry at work. It's all happening. Ron's very embarrassed. And Hermione thinks you got what you deserved. They've got their timetable. First up is Herbology. They go down to the Herbology who do they bump into? Gilderoy Lockhart, who claims that he's been helping Professor Sprout with bandaging up the Whomping Willow. And he says, Harry, Harry, Harry. Harry? You need to be doing that to get yourself noticed. Anyway, Harry goes into the greenhouse and they have the mandrakes. They're screaming things that they need to repot and they help to solve all sorts of transfigurations and ailments and all sorts of stuff. Next thing, they're in transfiguration with Professor McGonagall and Ron's wand, it's bandaged up, it's not really working and they're trying to turn beetles into buttons with no success. Finally, the lesson of the day is defence against the dark arts and it's Lockhart again, woo! And outside the class, there's a little boy called Colin Creevy and he's got a camera and he wants to take a picture of Harry Potter. Draco Malfoy is not happy about this. <laughs> Sign photos, Potter! Getting annoyed. But Gilderoy comes to save Harry. He goes, oh, don't worry, he wants a picture with me as well. He smooths it over and he has another heart-to-heart with Harry. Inside the Defence Against the Dark Arts classroom, he does a quiz all about him. What's my favourite colour, Gilderoy says. What's my ambition? All this kind of stuff. Hermione gets top marks, ten points to Gryffindor. And then he has a cage with Cornish pixies in it. They escape, they go mad, they're doing all sorts, breaking through the window, throwing books around, dangling Neville by his earlobes. And then Gilderoy cannot do anything to stop them. He leaves Harry, Ron and Hermione to deal with them themselves. And that was Gilderoy Lockhart. (laughs) What a chapter. (laughs) What a chapter. You reckon? A lot happened. A lot happened, but a chapter? I don't know about what a chapter. I say what a chapter. You say the boys' listeners are divided right at the start. How is this next hour going to unfold? It's going to be It's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're going to yeah. get through it. You, you don't like this chapter, or do you? Well, I'll tell you what I feel over the next hour. Okay, I'll um, move to it. So, the night before they crashed into the Whomping Willow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so imagine that. Yeah. You've done that. Yeah. You've stolen a car, crashed into Whomping Willow. Yeah. Been paraded around Gryffindor Common yeah. Room. But the next morning, Harry barely grinned once. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand that because he does have a bad day. Yeah. But before the howler, 
What is up, Harry boy? <laughs> Turn that frown upside down because you've no need to be. He's just got away with murder. Yeah. You, I, you, you wouldn't be able to stop me from grinning if yeah. I'd done that. You'd have to put a sack over my head. Yeah. Tie it up and throw me over a bridge. <laughs> um, it, yeah. Yeah, what's up, Harry Pie? Yeah. No idea. They're all having breakfast. Yeah. In come the owls. Oh, yeah. Right? In comes Errol, and he's landing in Hermione's porridge, isn't he? Yeah. Like Hermione's jug. Oh, yeah. You know everyone gets their own jug at breakfast. <laughs> everyone gets their own milk jug. This is Hogwarts. Get your jug. <laughs> Again, terrines of porridge, plates of kippers, mountains of toast, dishes of eggs and bacon. Too much. Just have that multi-pack of Kellogg's cereal. Yeah. Two of the fr- the two of the flakes, one of the Cocoa Pops. The length of those uh, tables in the Great Hall. Yeah. One big trough. Yeah. Throw in some um, Cheerio multigrain. Yeah. Throw down some milk. Yeah. And let them have at it. Yeah. They don't need anything more. They're no. spoiling these kids. Well, this is the thing because they seem to have a feast every day. <laughs> it should be Monday is cereal week. <laughs> uh, you know, cereal day. Tuesday is toast day. Yeah. Wednesday it's you know continental day. You get croissants, <laughs> pano chocolat. Thursday, it's muesli. Friday's treat day, bacon sandwiches. Saturday, make you make the breakfast for the teachers. Yeah, <laughs> and Sunday, rest. Rest. <laughs> that Fasting. <laughs> we fast on Sundays. That's the way it works. Right, so Errol comes in. Yeah, and we've already had, you know, a bit of Errol in this book already, haven't we? Yeah, it's on its way out. The Weasleys. Yeah. Are snide. Yeah. Let that bird retire. It's yeah. not appropriate what they're doing to it. No, it, it's ridiculous. It's virgin on animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. You know, forget Harry running a trolley into the wall. Mm-hmm. Errol is, he either needs to be put down or just let no, to just let, let him, just let him do what he wants. <laughs> just let him be out and about. Just stop giving him jobs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. When someone finishes their like, you know, duty at their work, you don't put them down, right? You're 68 now. <laughs> Time for your lethal injection. <laughs> I'm not putting Errol down because he's finished his job. I'm putting Errol down because he seems to be just falling into things. They're making and... him carry uh, bobbins back and forth. Yeah, do you think he's just exhausted? Mm. Very, very tired. The Weasleys. We need to reduce the owl retirement age. Mm. Yeah. This chapter, yeah. I've got a lot to say about the Weasleys. Have you? Yeah. Now, the Weasleys, they are meant to be fan favourites, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but I keep thinking, there's very few Weasleys I actually like. No. Give me give me a Weasley that you like. Who's your top Weasley? Arthur Weasley. You like Arthur Weasley? Yeah. All right. Who's next on you your know list? Why? Because he's nice. He's nice. Yeah. All right. Who's next on your list of ones that you like? I think the list ends there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they do all seem to have a lot of flaws. I think Ginny's been all right so far. She's not done anything wrong. She's about to open the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> yeah, give her time, give her time. We're, uh, we're just analysing this chapter. But Ron's face is... What, does it go crimson or something? What yeah. go, he is distraught. Because yeah. in front of him, uh, Errol has brought a howler. Yes, He's brought a howler. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Weasley has sent them a howler. Yeah. The audacity. Yes. How I'm guessing howlers aren't free. Because is a howler something you can just make? This seems like something you have to like send away for, doesn't it? Yeah, you've got to have that red envelope. Yeah. You've got to buy the the, the stuff that goes with it. They're short on money as it is. Yeah. Uh, like they don't have a car, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they're pumping money yeah. into specialist um, punishments. Yeah, well, maybe that's what's knackered Errol out, having to carry this like billowing envelope of hate <laughs> that's about to explode at any minute. Well, they've had him at it all summer, haven't they? Sending daily letters to Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But they go on about being embarrassed. They go, "Oh, we've never been so embarrassed." Look. Mm. You know that this letter is going to be shouted at across the Great Hall. Why would you want to, you know, air your dirty laundry that you're having an inquiry at work? Mental. Like, what is she gaining from this punishment to Ron? Like, what's she getting out of embarrassing him like this? Yeah. Thing I was thinking, if I was Ron, Mm. I'd be sending a howler right back. Yeah. I'd be going, where do I find the audacity? 
where do you find the audacity? You do nothing all year, sit around on your arse and whinge at us about us stressing our dad out and stuff. What do you do? Time after time, you send that Errol back and forth, knackering that owl, and now you say you can't afford to get me a new wand. Well, why don't you rent out the paddock? That should be on the howler from You bloody sponge. And I've just got the nerve to tell anyone off. What? And Neville says, he goes, well, you better open it up quick. I got one off me nan a couple of years ago and I left it and it just got worse, didn't it? Yeah. What the hell has Neville done to warrant a howler? Well, the most well-behaved boy in Gryffindor. Well, I'm starting to think his gran's a bit mad mm. because they're waiting for the post and Neville goes, oh, my gran's probably sending me something that I've forgotten. Right. You're 12, mm. your nan is your caregiver. Yeah, she yeah, should yeah. be packing for you. Yeah. If you're a 12 year old boy that's going to be in Hogwarts <laughs> for like six months, why is your nana not checking that you've got your stuff? <laughs> I remember going to school and my mum be like, right, have you got your packed lunch? Don't forget your packed lunch. Yeah. Setting you up for the day. Why is his grand then <laughs> posting him stuff? Maybe it's like, um, you know, they've got like a bit of a relationship. Right, Neville, you pack your trunk. I'll keep your uncle distracted so he don't throw it out the window again. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that oh god maybe that's it as Neville becomes like better at remembering his mm. grand gets worse but like what's she shouting him at? why is he getting howlers off her yeah. why do you spineless little git stop letting me push you around all the time <laughs> um, yeah because where is where is Neville to have to be given a howler mm. because I'm assuming I wanted to ask about this where do wizards go to primary school I think, I was under the impression they don't go to primary school. Yeah. They just hang about the house all day. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's what Ginny seems to do. Yeah. But then, so Neville's gran is just posting a howler <laughs> to herself. and But putting Neville's name on the envelope. And she's going out shopping while he listens to that. It'd be a funny prank, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking through the window at him. Yeah. <laughs> Are you scared? <laughs> Mrs. Weasley, in her massive howler message, goes, Wait till I get hold of you. Mm. Is that a threat? I think so. What are you going to do? And beat him up? Yeah. What, when you're announcing this to entire school? She's not thought it through. Mrs. Weasley, you should have all these children taken off you. <laughs> you are unfit as a mother. Yeah. Everyone is turning round to look at Ron being told off. Mm. And I remember this at school, the excitement of somebody else getting yeah. a rollicking from the teacher. Do you remember when you could hear it in the corridor when someone had been pulled out of class and you could hear the teacher absolutely ripping into them? Mm. Oh, the thrill! You like that, did you? Oh, yeah, it was exciting. <laughs> Not when it was happening to me! I know. It was I, remember, I remember it happening and then the... Sh- Especially if it's done in front of people, like mm. a teacher shouting on, shouting at you yeah. in front of people, that makes it 20 times worse, because you've then got that, I, I don't know, I mem- feel it in my face, yeah. like the heat of people watching. Yeah, you can feel the eyes digging into you. Yeah, I know. People relishing you being made a mockery of. Mmm. Bad. <laughs> very, very bad. She goes, your father is facing an inquiry at work, and it is entirely... Your fault. Yeah. Entirely. Entirely my fault. Yeah. It's me, Ron Weasley, who bewitched the car, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did nothing. He's the man who's making laws about not bewitching uh, muggle items, yeah. and it's entirely my fault. Yeah. I stole from the bank, <laughs> and you told somebody that I'd stolen from the bank. Me going to prison is entirely your fault. <laughs> Right, have some responsibility, Mr. Weasley. You've been enchanting the cars. You've been breaking these wizarding laws. He's having an inquiry at work. Mm. Now, I wanted to ask you, have you ever been in trouble at work at a job? Um, uh, I've got a, I got a bad mystery shop once when I was working at a cafe, if it could be too colloquial, saying, like, tar and stuff instead of, thank you, my dear, but it was booths. So, uh, oh, posh in boots. Very posh. How about you? Have you been in trouble at work? Well, I was thinking of this story that you know very well yeah, about yeah. a video that kids found on the internet. Oh, yeah. Now, we... So I work in a high school, but obviously I do comedy and stuff. I do television with you. I do other things. Funny I write, video, stand-up, stand-up improv. Improv. 
all this kind of stuff. And I write comedy songs. Yeah. Now, there's a particular comedy song that I've written called Chode. Mm. Now, for those of you that don't know, a chode is a penis that is as wide as it is long. Let me just stop you right there. Yeah. My dad had a point about you. He listens to the podcast. Yeah. And you say about me, you know, you think I swear quite a lot. Yeah. And he said, and my dad was like, he might swear, but Lucas is filthy. (laughs) Did he say that? He's like, he's he's always talking about rude stuff. No. But carry on, talk about your chode song. On the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, you... You're always at it. I'm very, very sorry, but this is integral to this story. So anyway, so this song is about a woman who's uh, <laughs> who's on it. He's fallen in love with this bloke. Mm. She goes with him on a few dates, and finally they make love. But she finds out that oh no, he's got a chode. And then the, the whole song is about that. Anyway. Suddenly, overnight, I get about 600 extra views on YouTube for this video. Oh I think, my God. what the has gone on here? I reckon initially you were like, about time. I was like, hey, I've been <laughs> waiting for this to pop. But, uh, but Hello, I'll... is that Jimmy Fallon? You want me to sing it live, do you? <laughs> I will. I'll be there. You pay for the tickets. I look at the comments, and some of the comments are like, nice song, sir. Sir. <laughs> Great song, sir. I think, oh, bloody hell, these are kids from my school, right? <laughs> So I think, oh, right. So I have a chat with my, my manager, my line manager. Mm. I say, look, just to warn you, I've had this video go a bit whatever, and I think people from school have been watching it, kids from school. She goes, right, thanks for letting me know. Two days later, I get an email from the secretary, from the head teacher's assistant, saying, dear Lucas, uh, the headmaster would like to see you in his office at 10am this morning. Mm. I think, right, this is going to be about a chode. Mm. I think bloody hell. So I go in, (laughs) knock on the door, I walk in, is this about a chode? What? (laughs) No. No, it was about the chode, right? And he had to sit me down, he says, look, I've had a complaint from a student's auntie. Somebody's auntie had complained. He says, I've watched the video. He goes, I didn't know what it was, I had to Google it. (laughs) But he said, look, can you please take the video down and I had to I had to turn it to private on YouTube so people can't find it online just about the chode sorry what? <laughs> uh, nothing <laughs> that infuriates me because yeah. I hate creepy people so they found your first name somewhere haven't they the did kids did they call you Lucas or Mr Kirkby they call me Lucas at school because I'm a mentor and they it's, found your yeah. name. And then one of these little creepy kids one night has gone, Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm going to Google the mentor. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Mm. Why aren't you just, like, watching your endless Minecraft streaming vids? Yeah. Why aren't you watching, you know, I don't know, those millionaire YouTubers prank homeless people? Why aren't you watching them vids? Why <laughs> instead are you bothering yeah. the weak and vulnerable Lucas Kirkby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, Who knows? Had, I've had people at my work come up to me and go, oh, I was Googling you last night. You know, yeah. Why were you Googling me last night? That's not... Yeah. And also, if you're doing weird stuff like that, keep it to yourself. Yeah, keep <laughs> that a secret. Look, if any listeners are Googling me and Tom... I don't mind the listeners doing it. Yeah, keep going. But if anyone who doesn't listen to the podcast but doing that... If there's any crossover... If you're a listener who works at my work and you're Googling me... (laughs) Scary, scary stuff. What are you looking to find? (laughs) A three-star review from Broadway Baby? (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. Right. Before we move on from The Howler... I've got loads more to say about The Howler. I love it. I hope you've got this note written Go on. There's a point during The Howler Mm. while Mrs. Weasley is telling off Ron, and this is booming through the Great Hall. Yeah. It says that Harry pretends he can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so what? How I want to see what that looks like. He's just there, like, I don't know, twiddling his thumbs. Like. Doing that thing, yeah. Um, <laughs> rubbing his chin and uh, finger and his thumb on his chin. Oh, I'm just, what am I? I'm just thinking of something. Tapping his finger on his lip. What was I trying to remember again? <laughs> Counting his fingers. One, two, three, carry the eight. <laughs> and spreading his toast with extra care. Spreading his hand with butter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, Weasley's got a howler. Potter's gone mental. <laughs> yeah, nobody's looking at Ron. They're just looking at yeah. Harry spreading jam on his palms. 
Right. Ron. Yeah. In general, we've seen this in the past book, we've seen it in the current book, we're yeah. going to see it in every book to come. Ron has got a habit of being rude to everyone. Yes, he has. Throughout this chapter, right? Yeah. Anyone he talks to, right? He's lazy. Yeah. He barely revises, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's got a habit of doing exactly what he wants when, when he, he wants. wants. Mm. Who do you reckon he got that from? Molly Weasley. Oh, yeah. Like mother, <laughs> like son. <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does it, Ron Weasley? Look at your mother. Lazy. Lazy little witch. <laughs> He's delighted. You lazy little... Imagine if instead... Uh, Malfoy's insults stopped being about the Weasley's wealth, but just how lazy his mum was. Your mum is so lazy. Lazy, lazy, lazy. Lazy in bed all day. Harry thinks of her as a dumpy little witch. I think of her as a dumpy little witch. <laughs> and Ron, right, while we're at it, shut up, lad. Yeah. You deserve it. You're a thief. You're a criminal. Why are you acting like this is unexpected? Yeah. 24 hours ago, you stole a car yes. and totaled it. Yeah. And now he's like, why is this happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> why do all the bad things happen to me, Ron Weasley? Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> the yin and yang of life, karma is going to bite you back on the bum. I know. If you're stealing stuff, if you're being rude, if you're starting fights at the drop of a hat... Mm. The universe is not going to pay you back kindly. Mm, maybe that... maybe Ron loves the attention of it all. Yeah, loves the drama. Because he stole a car. Yeah. He goes, last year it was all about HP. This year it looks all about... Ah, <laughs> Derby. Are, are we? <laughs> are we? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we? Ron mm. is like many people I know who I think love the drama. Mm. They love to be, woe is me, the yeah. world is against me. Oh, you know, people who go, oh, stuck in traffic for half an hour today, it would only happen to me. Yeah, and all the it, other people in line with you. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in that car, do you look around you? Oh, it would only happen to me, this. Oh, I tell you what, oh, only my heating bills have gone up. <laughs> That's the last thing I needed. The last thing I needed was that which happens all the time because of inflation and rising prices. Just oh, like that, gain we? ten stone. It would be me, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it would be you. I'll put that toffee crumble down. <laughs> oh, my son's stolen a car that I bewitched and I encouraged them to drive. Oh, why has this happened to me? <laughs> oh, will the universe just give me a break? Yeah, about three weeks ago. You're, uh, Arthur Weasley, last night your boys stole a car and drove it to Surrey. Yeah. Did you go undetected? Good boys. <laughs> you need to look at yourselves a bit more instead of everybody else. Hermione has been giving him the cold shoulder. Oh, yeah. Chill out, baby. You ain't their mother. Yes, I am! <laughs> this ain't no cat slater situation. <laughs> These are your friends, you know. Yeah. Is she jealous of the attention? Yeah. Like... This was the one point where I actually was on Team Ron. Because mm. in the first book, they were on Hermione's case unnecessarily. Yeah. Every five minutes, oh, shut up, you know, blah, 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 blah. Hermione, Ron has just been given an absolute rollicking in front of the whole school. There's no need for you to come in and go in, well, you didn't deserve that, you know. Mm. Just let him sweat it. He's already struggling. I think we're getting themes of jealousy because Ron is the forgotten Weasley brother, isn't he? Yes. The twins are exciting. The other ones have performed so well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, Ginny's the youngest. He's, he's the last boy. He's forgotten. He's seen all the attention. Mm. And I remember this from high school myself. Mm. Sometimes people act out when they're not getting any attention. Yeah. You'll have someone who's quite timid, but all of a sudden they take a dark streak. Yeah. They start acting bad, turning up late, turning up drunk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Ron is going down this route because of like the attention that Harry got the last year. Now Harry was part of these schemes with Ron. Yeah. But he was just going along with it. Ron the whole time was like, yeah. We're doing this. Come on, quick yeah. now. 
And Harry seems to feel a lot more guilt than Ron. Yeah. He's like, no, after they housed me for a month, they fed me, they wiped my bottom for me, and now I've done this. Now they're facing an inquiry. Anyway, Tam's got herbology. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what they do. On the way to herbology. Yeah. They see the several of the Whomping Willow branches were in slings. Yeah. Nobody signed those casts. Now, <laughs> so they said that this was, um, like, supervised by Gilderoy Lockhart, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So this was in behind that. Yeah. At first I was like, are they mental? Yeah. Then I was like, oh, maybe that's him because, you know, a tree isn't a vertebrae. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? That, you know, it's, it's probably it's a merge, isn't it? It's still got it? bones. <laughs> no, no. But I, I assume, because cause when it first said in the book she had her arms full of bandages, I thought she was injured as well. Mm. But I think she just has a supply of bandages. Yeah. I'm imagining she's at the tree, wrapping it up, putting it in a sling, and he just turns up and gives advice. What's she called? Madame what? Sprout. Ma- Professor Sprout. Pro- Professor Sprout. So she's gone along with the bandaging of a tree. Yeah. That's mental. Surely you don't... To repair a tree, you wouldn't bandage it. No, you just... You just have like... to cut your losses with the branches, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Cut off the dead branches. Yeah. They'll grow back. But then it's a sentient beast. Maybe that would hurt it. Good. <laughs> shouldn't, be, shouldn't be at the school. But Lockhart coming in and commenting... Enter Gilderoy Lockhart. Hey! He is the flavouring of this chapter. Yeah. He's tasty. To look at, to hear, to yeah. read about. He is the centrepiece mm. of this party. Mm. Everything else is in your peripheral vision because Lockhart is the focus. And he's, he's just a wonderful character. I think this is the first time in the books we've had a character described uh, with like such like positive attributes. Like yeah. His teeth were perfect. He is gorgeous. Yeah. His hair was amazing compared to <laughs> Professor Sprout. Her <laughs> flyaway hair and patched on hats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, finally, we've got a professor at Hogwarts that the students can fancy. Yay, at last! <laughs> None of this Snape with his greasy hair. None of this Dumbledore t- uh, tucking his beard into his underpants. <laughs> Finally, we've got an eligible bachelor. Did you have a teacher that people fancied at school? You see, the thing is about teachers, um, I don't think they are generally that attractive, but because, like, say, if you get a teacher that comes into the school who's yeah. just young, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's like, oh, cool, blimey, she's, <laughs> yeah. she's a bit of something, isn't she? Yeah. But, like, or, like, he's a bit of something, but it's just the fact that they're young and that this is the only one, because the other teachers, you know... Yeah. I think that's the thing, it's because they're a teacher. Mm. Because most of the teachers are, like, like old and miserable and all yeah. that kind of stuff. To see somebody young and youthful and a bit more attractive than everybody else. Mm. Yeah, and that, like, so I remember we had... Uh, there was a CDT teacher that all the girls used to fancy. CDT? Uh, construction, Design and Technology. Mm. That's what we used to call it. And um, and he was just young, and he had a beard. And I think girls used to really fancy him. Yeah, Beard? Yeah, beard. Like a bit of stubble, glasses. Harold Shipman. Yeah, Harold Shipman, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, we, yeah it's, I think it's a funny thing when you're at school, I think. We had a we had a student who um, bit a teacher and he got expelled. What? Yeah, um, yeah. Do you ever have one-way systems in school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, he can't go this way because I suppose like it bottlenecks and all the kids are running into each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this teacher was outstretching her arms, going, yeah. "You can't come down here." Yeah. And like a kid bit her arm and he got expelled. I don't know what you're thinking. Blooming heck! I remember at, at our school in year four, there was a kid who threw a pair of scissors at a teacher. Oh, really? Across the room. Luckily, he didn't hit her. And then he tried to escape, and she had to chase him <laughs> and catch him. So, Lockhart. <laughs> Is brilliant. And... We love Lockhart. We do love Lockhart. He's a great character. And I particularly enjoyed Stephen Fry's mm. representation of Lockhart in the audiobook. His yeah. best character so far. Yeah. I think it's... Um, it's... Absolutely. The way he portrayed... If you listen, if you haven't heard this, go on YouTube, put in Chamber of Secrets audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> it's on there for free. <laughs> Don't report it. That's how I'm listening to it. <laughs> 
but the way he does it is amazing. It's yeah. so funny, and I think it really accompanies like the excellent writing of it. I think it's even better than Kenneth Branagh's portrayal in the uh, films. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see because I don't believe Stephen Fry's in the series at all. But mm. I think he could play some character like that very, very well. Mm. Harry, Harry, Harry. Now, Gilderoy Lockhart, he yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Right. Oh, I hate your interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, Harry. This is what you need to do. Don't you like my interpretation of Gilderoy Lockhart, Tom? I feel like you're doing an impression of me. Yeah. This is me, Tom. <laughs> Gilderoy Lockhart as well. I hate it. I love it. Um, <laughs> if there's anything that people love, yeah. it's an arrogant, deluded show-off. Yes. Every All of these students, they love him just as much as he loves himself. Yeah. Why not undermine Madame Sprout? Yeah. That's funny. I think it is funny to see somebody come in and deal with adults that you would, in a way that you would never deal with them. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea, you know, if there's a teacher that you're scared, like, for instance, Snape or something, <laughs> imagining Lockhart with Snape in that yeah. way, like, oh, Severus, line, just let me uh, take Harry out for a minute. You know, I think it's just, like, something that other people would never do, and I think mm. that's quite exciting It's seeing um, that. Is yeah, I think it'd be a good antidote to Snape. Yes. You'd feel a bit more, a lot more safe around him, wouldn't you? Yeah, Lockhart was there, but the thing is, what you know, it's, so Lockhart, he's taken like many teachers. He's uh, decided he's got a favourite, hasn't he? Harry oh, Potter. Yeah. He's come to Herbology yeah. to borrow him for a second. Why does he even borrow him? What does he need him for? He's basically he wants a heart to heart with him about. Yeah, the, he thinks that he's flown the car into the tree for publicity. Funny. Yeah, funny. Gave you a bit of taste of uh, fame, did I, Harry? Yeah. yeah. Great. Brilliant. I get the sense from Lockhart, like with a lot of people who show off and, uh, you know, talk about themselves, brag, he's insecure. He's insecure. Yeah. Don't know what for. He's turning heads while he walks through the door. Oh, Everyone else in the room can see it. <laughs> I am absolutely both flabbergasted and impressed that you know as much of that song as you do. Well done, Tom. But yeah, because there's a bit where he glances up at Harry's scar and he's like, he mentions, oh, your battle with you know who. So I definitely sense there's a bit of jealousy of Harry's fame. Well, he. He recognises Harry as f- famous, doesn't he? Yes. And some kind of skill about him. Yeah. But he doesn't want to, like, you know, recognise it, does he? Yeah. Uh, he wants to see, like, you know, he wants Harry to think that Harry is his, like, you know, lesser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, but from his perspective, yeah, he's got no reason to think that Harry hasn't done all this for attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he... Gilderoy Lockhart's been in that bookshop, yeah. seen Harry come in, and he's gone, oh, I'll get a photo with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him a load of books, you know. And then he's gone, he's done what? He's flown a car yeah. into Hogwarts. Yeah. That boy's mental. Yeah. And he's done this because of me. <laughs> I'll have to have go a chat with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Harry is constantly shrugging him off, going, oh, my God, I can't get a word in edgeways. But stop acting like a prat, yeah. and we'll st- stop standing out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And these things won't be happening to you. Definitely, because actually, in the previous book, you know, what's, what other stories has Lockhart heard about Harry? I heard when he got his Nimbus 2000, 12 owls flew down and dropped it on his desk. Mm. He was bragging about how he was the youngest seeker in a century. <laughs> yeah. I heard Harry had a chat with Dumbledore, convinced him to say that Slytherin had won the House Cup, only to give Harry 60 points and let Gryffindor win. Oh, really? I need to have a little chat with old Harry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's gone, a boy after my own heart. Yes. We're gonna have to... Rain him in a bit. Yeah. I'd love to meet that Lockhart. I would. I want to be under his wing. Yeah. <laughs> He's the kind of person, Gilderoy Lockhart, that you would love to meet, but not know, if that makes sense. Yeah. He would be a fascinating person to meet once or twice, but I feel like if you lived with him or if you worked with him... No, I think cracking. I want to go for a drink with him. He's yeah. the type of bloke that you could just go, go on, tell me that crazy story again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would delight... In calling him a liar to his face. 
as long it. as long as you didn't take it offensive. Yeah. Someone's telling you a story, you start calling them a liar. All That's, right, I'm Lockhart. Yeah, go on. You're Tom Lawrence. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so uh, I had the werewolf. I was in the uh, in the phone box. Uh, the <laughs> keep going, came keep going. And, uh, yeah, I just uh, zapped him with my wand and uh, off he went, you know. No, yeah, what spell did you do? Uh, um, werewolf. Go You're out. a liar, Lockhart. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go. I don't know why he's Australian all of a sudden. Yeah, then. They How about on the roof? How about on the roof with Lockhart and Draco? <laughs> Cra- so, begin herbology. Yes. Um, Madame's Professor Sprout. Professor Sprout, yes. Keep calling Madame. She's been to university. <laughs> Give her the respect. The cry of the mandrake is fatal to anyone who hears it. Yeah. Let's get playing with it. Let's get these kids messing around with mandrakes. <laughs> yeah, even it's, you know... Oh, they're only babies. They can only knock you out for a few hours. Mm. Right, we need to be... I feel like there's no... You know when you sign up for school, you fill in a form which says if you've got any medical conditions or, it, you know, like if you've got, like, a bad heart, mm. you shouldn't be doing this. No. You know, like, if you've got photosensitive epilepsy, you shouldn't be doing anything to do with, like, flashing lights, spells, that mm. flash, stuff like this. I feel like they don't take any of that into account at Hogwarts. For me, Neville should not be doing the <coughs> Ryan Mandrakes. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would send him... Loopy. Do lally. Do lally. I just feel like it's very dangerous for these 12-year-old children. Mmm. They shouldn't be doing it. They should be doing it with plastic mandrakes. I think this should. This could just be like, you know, theory. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and she do it. They don't need, all need to be doing it themselves. Yeah. And what do they do? Slap these mandrakes on the body? Yeah, I think they do. Change their nappy. Feed them when they're hungry. Not appropriate. No, no. <laughs> but it should be like, you know I when... I think the mandrakes grow. Because they look like babies, don't they? Yeah. I think that's because they are babies here. But do they grow into a man-sized mandrake? Yeah, because they still cry when they're adult, aren't they? So it'd be like a big man-baby plant thing. Yeah. Very, very strange. Some, like, uh, man-baby mandrake. Mandrake. You can imagine what he looks like. He yeah. shops in HMV for all his clothes. <laughs> he's, he's wearing a Minecraft hat. Yeah. He's got a Big, thang, big Bang Theory t-shirt on. Yeah, loves a he, bit of bitty. He's wearing blue, blue jeans that have never been washed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and keeps them up with braces. And it's nice to know that toxic masculinity is alive and well at Hogwarts. No pink earmuff for me. Everyone rushes to yeah. not have the fluffy pink earmuffs. Yeah. Why? Yeah. If they do the job, wear them. Yeah, stick them on. Surprised Harry don't want them if he, if he loves standing out so much. Yeah. If I was Harry, I'd pick on those, uh, mm. those pink earmuffs. Get... But I agree with you, mandrakes are dangerous. Get some substitute ones to practice with. It's like having... Uh, do you remember, like... Have you ever read Flower Babies? It's a... Uh, have you? <laughs> no. You ever heard or read of Flower Babies? Flower Tom? Babies. Lucas Kirkby, I'm not going to sit here and what? let you tell lies, not only to me, yeah. but our hundred thousands of listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on, what's Flower Babies about, right. baby? It's a book and it's about, you know, if you do child development at school or something yeah. like that, usually you take a dolly home, don't you, for a week? I'm getting my fist ready. And if this isn't interesting by the end, it's coming your way. <laughs> hey, you can't threaten violence with me talking about the flower babies. Right, so it's a dolly. It's a dolly that you take home and you feed it and you look after it and it cries and stuff like that. And you get the experience of bringing up a child yeah, for a week. But it's a bag of flour. In Flower Babies, it's a bag of flour. It's yeah. a book about that. You don't actually do it. No, I don't actually do it, but it's a book about a bag of flour. But if in I our find school, out what? you've been carrying around a bag of flour, yeah. kissing it, yeah. <laughs> changing its nappy, yeah. you know, treating it like yeah. it's your own, you're going to get a pummeling fella, because that's weird behaviour Hey, but look, for a man in his mid-fifties. Let me tell you this. <laughs> my bag of flour, I didn't have to look after it. I left it in a room on its own. Do you know why? Hmm. Because it was self-raising flour. And I've just thought of that.
self-raising flower. It raises itself like you'd raise a child. Is this why you brought all this up? No, it isn't. I'm genuinely proud. It sounds like I've just engineered this whole conversation just to make that self-raising flower joke. Yeah. But I just thought of it, and I'm proud. Okay, CJ's laughing. When Heather Small <laughs> asks me what I've done today to make me feel proud, mm. I'm singing back... I made a song about raising flower babies. Right, go on. Finish your story. That was it. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What? So why did you bring up flower babies? Because the idea of having something... Fa- it, you know, in, if they were in Hogwarts, they'd be taking real babies home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're not letting them practice yeah. with, like, <laughs> fake things. They're practicing with the real deal. Yeah. You know, Hogwarts, come on, don't be sending Ron Weasley home with a real baby for a week, because it's not going to last. No, he's going to kill it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Ron, his wand is broken. It broke when he crashed last night, and he's trying to fix it with Spello tape. Surely that's some kind of copyright infringement. Sellotape is a brand name. Yeah. Jumping in there, shoving a P in there with cello yeah. tape. Is there any difference to cello tape? Is is it somehow magical in some way? No, just sticks it together. The audacity of these wizards, who mm. on one hand are saying, "Oh, these Muggle contraptions aren't they weird? Aren't they fun? Aren't they stupid?" Mm. On the second hand, oh, but that's a good brand name and a good <laughs> idea. Let's steal that. Let's just call it Spello Tape. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly the wizarding world is our world's little. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're just changing the brand name but keeping the packaging and it essentially being the same product. Hey, check it out. Tipex. I've got a great idea. Wizex. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's just Tipex. You can't steal it for yourself and just have some kind of magic word. Quillex. <laughs> You can he do it? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, that idea of just calling hey, it spello tape. Blue tag, I know. Flu tag. <laughs> <laughs> Thebes. Thebes. Ron, you, your wand is broken. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. If you snap a wand, just mm. give up, it's dangerous. Yeah. Right? And your parents are bad. Harry says, you got to have to write home, you know, that you're yeah. going to need a new wand. Yeah. And he was like, no chance, no, my parents. Hogwarts should be stepping in yeah. to give him a wand. Hogwarts need to either go into the lost property box, mm. have a look at some of the ones that have been left out, or, yeah, come on, just... just There must be funds for that. Mm. You know, if McGonagall can buy Harry Potter the best racing broom available yeah. to wizards today... The, the using the, you know, yeah. the wizard cup. Surely she can buy Ron a wand. Yeah. Now this boy... He's going to have substandard education yes. because he can't be joining in, in any of the spells. Or whatever. Yeah. It's like going to school and you broke your pen and you can't mm. write. Yeah. And the teachers are going, well, come on, just sellotape your pen together. We're not giving you another one. Did I tell you about the story? I was in, um, I did history at, did I tell the story? I might have told it on I don't know. the other day. Um, the our history teacher, yeah, he was in a mood one day, right? Yeah, he was in a mood. This is A level history. It's called yeah. Pete, Peter Hazard. Look him up, <laughs> Peter Hazard. Yeah, I love it. And he was Irish. Yeah, and he was going. Um, he was kicking off. He's, got, he's sick of it. Yeah, mm. sick of it. He's going around telling us all off. Right. Yeah. He's, right. Now begin the lesson. Copy this out from the board. Yeah. A lad puts his hand up. He goes, "Please, can I borrow a pen?" And he goes, "Again." And the yeah. boy goes, "I've never borrowed a pen before." And he goes, "But well, someone has." <laughs> I love it. Just when you're annoyed. Someone has. Someone has. One of us. Someone in the history of uh, human race has. Right. Sorry. Sorry to be the second. <laughs> the audacity. Mm. Now, enter Colin Creevy. Yeah. Mate, he wants pics of Harry Potter. Yeah. He's like, Harry. Yeah. Can I get you pictures? I've heard all about you. I have to send a picture of you home to my dad, who's a milkman. Why? Because (laughs) it's the winking milkman. (laughs) It's the winking milkman. He's Harry's real dad. That's why he wants pictures of Harry Potter. This all makes sense. But Colin Creevy... Yeah? He's been at Hogwarts not 24 hours. No. Play it cool, Colin. Colin, 
Hey. Colin, play it cool, Colin. I know you're trying to get yourself noticed <laughs> getting a picture with Harry Potter. But hey, calm down, there'll be plenty of time for that when you're older. Huh? <laughs> Chill out. Chill out, you little dweeb. Draco. <laughs> right, can I just say, I think, I think Tom was hoping that would go unnoticed, but completely unprovoked, Tom has just flipped the bird towards me and given me the middle finger. <laughs> and now he's laughing. This is what I have to put up with every week. It's either interjecting swear words, being flipped the bird at, other forms of ridicule. I edit the podcast. You ever got me for swearing? But the amount I have to cut out of you talking about bottoms, you talk about defecating, you talk about every genital under the sun. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> you do. I do not. <laughs> You're mad. In comes Draco. Well done, deflecting. The negative attention away from you and hey, onto me. Deflection is my favourite defence mechanism. <laughs> now, in, Draco boy. in comes Draco. He yeah. spies Colin. We've met Colin Creevy, haven't we? We have met Colin Creevy. Yeah. Funnily enough, we wanted a picture with him. How strange. We we criticise Colin Creevy. Yeah. Yet as soon as we laid eyes on him, we had to have a photo of him. Our hands were round him. <laughs> we were smelling the same air. Yeah. What a day that was. We Shout are. out if you're listening, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we were at this uh, Harry Potter event and the actor who plays Colin Creevy was there, so we got a pic of him. Mm. And also, just two ginger twins were there and we got a picture with them. They were not um, the actors who portrayed them in the film. No. Nope. They were about 15 and they looked like they didn't want to be there dressed in Hogwarts uniform. Yeah, there was a man who was large, who was haggard. Uh, a man who just had a resting bitch face was dressed up as Snape. Yeah. Um, and then there was two lads on stage who were shouting down microphones about Osama Bin Laden. That was uh, me and that you. Was us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was me and you, where we did the oh, unedited yeah. version. Yeah, we went, so there was this um, uh, Harry Potter... story. I don't think we have. It was a Harry Potter event in uh, near Edinburgh. Yeah. Where they'd like, uh, they had like some big uh, manor house, kind of castle looking thing. Yeah. Where they had like a load of lucky likeies. It was a school, I think, wasn't they, it? That you could take pictures with. Mm. And then there was a main stage where events were going on. Uh how to cast spells, how to duel. That was an event. People would watch that, get yeah. involved. Um, some other stuff. We were booked to do a live Potter Vision. Now, Potter Vision, our show, is a bit uh, adult in some areas. Yes. And I think we'd been asked to uh, not to just, you know, tone it down a bit. Yeah. Not swear. Maybe, uh, well, not shout about, um, you know, such dark themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what we forgot, didn't we? We didn't forget. <laughs> I remembered, and I think you were on autopilot just doing the normal script. <laughs> yeah. Because I think we didn't realise how young the people would be until we turned up. Yeah, we were And we saw babies. We are outside in front of 500 people. Yeah. Yeah, shouting. Half of, <laughs> half of whom were like less than 10. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go very well. And then we came back the next day, and it went great. Yay! Toned it down. In comes Draco. Yeah. This boy is a bouncing ball of fun. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> he comes in teasing Harry. Yeah. Photos, Harry. You're doing signed photos. Come yeah. on. I love a good tease. Yeah. But Harry, as always, he can't take it. He's yeah. already clenched his fist. Yeah. You're going to smack him <laughs> for making fun of you. Because it is ridiculous. Yeah, you can't take a bit of teasing. Yeah. Last night, you almost you tried to destroy a tree. And yeah. now he's saying, you know, who do you think you are getting autographs taken? Yeah. <laughs> and you're about to sock him one. He's just... He's turning... He spent too much time with Ron. Yeah. Where Ron is like, oh, why are you on You know, after yeah. any kind of comment. Harry, someone's trying to get a photo with you. It is funny. <laughs> yeah, know. You know, that you're 12... And a kid is trying to have a photo with you. That's amusing. And Draco is highlighting that. Yeah. Draco is very funny. Mm. He's making fun of Harry. Yeah. People are laughing. Yeah. He's making fun of Ron. Some 50 years are laughing. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> because for kids three years older... 
to be laughing at something you're doing is a big La- achievement. Laughing at things you're saying. Yeah. That you're in- intentionally meant to be funny. Yeah. It's quite an achievement for a 12-year-old kid. I want to get this boy on Britain's Got Talent. Hey, get him on there. He'd get the Run golden buzzer from me. Draco walks out and, yeah. uh, what's your talent? <laughs> I'm, I'm very mean. <laughs> go on, then. You're going to like this, Williams. All right, then, go on. <laughs> Gilroy Lockhart yeah he's brilliant we love him Mm. he starts off his first ever Defence Against the Dark Arts class Mm -hmm. with the second years with a quiz yeah a 30 minute quiz about himself Mm. and I love this because he's definitely doing the same lesson plan with all seven years definitely yeah he's thinking right my first week's done it's just going to be the quiz about me that's every every lesson done. I'll bring out the Cornish Pixies. Jobs are good. The amount this man must have earned on these book sales alone. Yeah. Every student at Hogwarts has had to buy seven of his books. Yes. <sighs> now then, let's think about this. Let's do a little bit of quick maths. We think there are 40 kids in each year at Hogwarts. I, th- I think in the book, this like meant to be more in the hundreds. More. Is 700 it? or 500, I think. What? All right, so in the school, there's 500 kids in the school. Yeah. All right, 500 kids in the school. Each book, let's say it costs a fiver. Mm. That's 2,500 times seven, mm. which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, how much? Uh, 2,500 times seven. Um, I, I don't know. One, like 14... What'd you do your degree in again? 14,000... 17,500, I reckon, pounds. That's is that, what is that accurate? Yeah, I think so. Let's use... Hey, let's use this calculator in me, in me thing. I know this is not entertaining, everybody, but we need to know. So what did we want to do? Let's have a look. And you got a first in maths? I got a first, yeah. <laughs> but we got to use a calculator in every exam. So what did we want to do? 500... 2,500, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, times 500. 2,500 times 500. No, 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 times 7. Yeah. 2,500 times 7. Oh, hang on, it's going wrong now. 2,500 times 7. There you go, 17,500. That's what I said. Is that what you said? Yeah. Listeners, you can carry on listening peacefully... The co-host of the Potter Vision podcast is not a liar. I'm not a liar. He knows his maths. It wasn't even an honest mistake. These students don't know how lucky they are to yeah. have um, Gilderoy Lockhart as their oh. teacher. Oh. He's so funny. He's so charming. I would love to do a quiz about him. That's so funny. It's amusing, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. And all of his books sound like a right laugh. Yeah. What are they like? Holiday with a hag. Yeah. Voyages with vampires. <laughs> Wanderings with werewolves. Tossing off a troll. Eh? <laughs> I mean, I like his quiz as well. <laughs> Number one question, what's his yeah. favourite colour? It's something I want to know about you. What's your favourite colour? Um, Lello. Yellow? Mm. That's a lovely colour. Yeah. I think mine is red. Yeah. As a kid, it was green, but now it's red. Yeah, it changes. Most little boys' favourite colour is blue or green, isn't it? Is that true? Yeah. And then it changes as they mature. I don't know. Yours has turned into a lovely sunshine, daisy buttermellow. Turn this stupid fat twat yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so well done. Yeah. He unleashes some pixies, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Two of them grab Neville by the ears and start lifting him towards the ceiling. They're going to break his neck. Yeah. How... Oh, that made me shudder. You know when you hear, like, somebody fall over mm. or you hear somebody hit the floor and you go, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, I felt that. Mm. That's what I felt reading this. When they said that two pixies had picked Neville up by his ears. Oh, that's oh. not going to be good. Oh my God. Could you, would your ears come off or would you break your neck? My sister used to pick us up by our ears. Off the ground? <laughs> yeah. Wow. My sister Sophie could lift me or my sister Alice up by our ears. She'd just grab our head yeah. and lift. <laughs> that is insane. That's like something from the wrestling. How much older is she? I think she's four years older than Alice. Yeah. Yeah, how powerful. And how did it hurt? Oh, you bet. Yeah. What People... was it? The pulling on the ears? All of it. Oh! But at the same time, it was thrilling watching, getting the attention from the adults who were like, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah. 
Put him down! Yeah, these pixies are doing all sorts. Mm-hmm. They've broken through a glass window. They're breaking through Tonga. Soaring. <laughs> There's not a star in heaven. Tom, for your high school musical, I'm giving you four out of ten on remembering the lyrics. For One Direction's You Don't Know You're Beautiful, ten out of ten. Well done. Well done. But they're doing all sorts, these naughty pixies. Yeah. Um, they're breaking windows, they're throwing books around, tearing mm. up books. They throw uh, Lockhart's wand out the window. Yeah. If I was Ron, I would have left the room immediately, walked yeah. downstairs and gone and claimed that wand as my own. Yeah. Lockhart's got enough money, or maybe he's got multiple wands. Yeah. If you're an adult, do you have multiple wands? I might. Yeah, spare one. Keep one in the car. Yeah, car wand. Dressing gown. House wand. Yeah. Holiday wand. Yeah. Definitely. One in your trousers. I like socks, one for every day of the week. Mm. Monday, Tuesday, went this is my Monday wand. Mm. Oh, you were using that wand yesterday, you dirty beggar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, put that wand in the wash. Because surely some wands are better at some spells than others. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is, this is a good, like, dueling wand. Mm. This is good for dueling, whereas this one's good for, you know, like, everyday jobs. Little Manual things I want to do. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. People, message us about this if you know about this. Could there be different ones for different jobs that you need to do? Yeah. We want to know. We want to <laughs> know. Lockhart tries the spell. Pesky, pixie, pescanomi. Yeah. And it does nothing. Yeah. And then Him and Seamus work together on spells, I think. I think they do, yeah. <laughs> In their symbiotic him, relationship. Him, Seamus and Ron. They're all, they've got like a special, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, extra skills lesson that they do after <laughs> after five. Well, it's pesky, pixie, pixie, no me. Then we're going to do I have rabbit harp, string hum, and then sunshine daisies, buttermellow. <laughs> those are the those are the trinity that we're learning this week. <laughs> but yeah, and then he leaves Harry, Ron, and Hermione alone mm. to deal with them themselves, mm. which they seem to do quite well. Hermione has this freezing spell, doesn't yeah. she? She said he's he's challenging us. He's he's wanting putting us to the test. Yes, he is. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But Harry and Ron, they're... I was about to say they're spectacle. They're not spectacle, they're sceptical. Yes. Harry's Harry's spectacle. He is, but Ron is sceptical. Yeah, they're thinking, you know, has he done all these things he says he's done in the books? (laughs) Yeah. Mmm, I wonder. Right. Yes. How many... How many... How many lazy, arrogant Molly Weasleys... (laughs) Are you giving this chapter out of five? Tom. Yeah. I love this chapter. Why are you flexing your muscles at me? Are you threatening me? I'm threatening (laughs) you. I'm getting ready for attack. This was a lovely chapter. It was was long, but I love... There was so much going on. We had the howler. It seems like years since we were talking about the howler. We had the howler. We had the mandrakes. We had Colin Creevy. We had Gilderoy Lockhart. I know we've met Lockhart before, but I felt like we really got to know him a bit more in this. Mm. We've got Colin Creevy. Malfoy's back on the scene, and we're back in lessons. Mm. I like the vibe of going from lesson to lesson. I love this chapter. Yeah. I love Lockhart a hundred percent. I love Creevy. I'm going to give it five lazy, arrogant Molly Weasleys out of five. You're mental. Thank you. You're a crook. You're a thief. (laughs) You like stealing from work. You're a bully. (laughs) Please look for that video online. Tom showed it before. It's a woman who's putting her hands round a post office van, trying to find keys, trying to open it. And when she's challenged, she goes mad on the person. Yeah, go on YouTube and put in um, Oblivion Woman NPC. NPC. And it's brilliant. And someone's put music to it. Well, that's what Lucas is as well. You're a bully. You're a thief. You're a crook. You steal from work. <laughs> now, this chapter yeah. had a lot going on. I'm going to highlight what I loved first. Yeah. G.L. Yeah. Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> yeah. Gilderoy bloody Lockhart. Yeah. This man has got personality. He carries this chapter. All these flourishes. He's making fun of Harry. He's showboating. The kids are falling in love with him. Inappropriate. <laughs> but it's funny. I'll tell you what, that howler got me annoyed. Yeah. 
and got me annoyed and it got my juicy mind flowing. Them mandrakes, they did not um, entice me. Mm. I wasn't entertained yeah. by these. I don't like that scene in the film. I think that's corrupted my mind. Yeah. Anything, it's a bit quite annoying, the creatures in this book. Yeah. You've got Dobby who's annoying and then you've got these mandrakes who are annoying. Mm. Double annoying. Then you've got the pixies that are annoying. It's a bit too chaotic for me, this chapter. But what we are doing is story building. Yes. We're getting some story out. Gilderoy's laying the foundations of what is to come. And it's interesting. One's, uh, Ron's wand is broken. It's a tough one. Mm. This chapter, for me, listeners, is getting two lazy, arrogant Whoa! Molly Weasleys out of five. You are mad. I am mad. Now, are you ready for everyone's favourite <laughs> segment? <gasps> quiz. Quiz, quiz, a key, quiz, quiz, a key, quiz, 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 quiz. We're gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quiz, a key, quiz, quiz, a key, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Luke. How well will you do? I'll blow your ears. Question one. Yes. Gilderoy Lockhart. What was his first line in this chapter? Ah, oh, no. I don't know. We'll come back to it. Yeah, come back to it. Question two. What size flowers were dangling from the ceiling in Greenhouse 3? They were umbrella-sized. Perfect. Listeners, you better be doing as well as Lucas is right now. Um, <laughs> what award, question three, does Gilderoy Lockhart win five times in a row? It's Which Weekly's Most Charming Smile Award? Mm. Correct. Question four. What in this chapter is teething? The... Uh... The ve- um, oh, the venomous tentacula. Correct, sir. Yes. Question five. Yeah. What's Lockhart's ideal birthday gift? Oh, it's uh, peace and harmony between magic and non-magic people. Correct, sir. And we're going to go back to question one. I've started and I will finish. Uh, Gilderoy Lockhart, what is his first line in this chapter? Oh, right. He's coming over from... Bandaging the Whomping Willow. Mm. Uh, oh, I'm just going to say, just helping Professor Sprout with the Whomping Willow. But it's wrong. Wrong. Wow. His first line was, oh, hello there. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mr. Kirkby, you did not win this week's quiz. I'm starting to feel like you've stopped caring. Excuse me, I think I got it right last week and the week before. You're falling behind. I don't think your heart's there anymore. I'm going to be speaking with your mum. I want yeah. you, I want her to come in. I'm going to speak to both of you at the same time. Yeah. Anyway. <gasps> quiz, 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 this has been the Potter Vision Podcast. Thank you very much, everyone, once again, for listening to our lovely show. Please, as always, send us some messages or your questions for Hedwig's droppings. We've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just search for Potter Vision. And you can also go to our website, pottervision.com, and fill in the form. This was episode 23, chapter 6, Gilderoy Lockhart. Please join us next week for episode 24, and it's chapter 7, Mudbloods and Murmurs. I've been Tom Lawrenson. I've been Lucas Kirkby. This has been the Potter Vision Podcast. See you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision Podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.